I've got to get rid of stuff that I don't like doing so I can make room for new blessings and more joy in the new year that I don't even know that I need. But if I'm overextended, overcommitted, overworked, and just feeling exhausted going into the new year with that same schedule, then I'm not making room for anything new, amazing to find me. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward, the Copeland. Can you hear me not and clear? What's up? Yep. No one's going to respond back to you, so... (laughs) Anyways, well, welcome back to the Push Podcast. (laughs) It is the holiday season. The holiday season is upon us. Yeah, we're knee deep in the holiday season. We've actually, when this episode comes out, we have already passed Christmas. Yep. However, we are recording before Christmas. This is actually the week of Christmas. So we're very excited. I would say last night begins our first marathon of staying up until 2 or 3 a.m. watching our favorite shows and catching up on things with our kids. So, yeah, we slept until nine today. Yeah. This is our like lazy last two weeks of the year, which I think is time for us to recharge and just connect with the family. And those are our traditions. Yeah. Like the last two weeks, we do nothing. There's no concept of time. There's no counting calories, dieting. We still move. We still go to the gym. We still hang out, but nothing's really set in concrete, (laughs) right? No, I mean, I think this is a perfect time just to kind of be, just to kind of say, hey, you know, let's not have a huge agenda for the day, but Mm -hmm. just kind of be in each other's space. So So we have one thing to do today, two, two things to do. One, record a podcast and two, go see Christmas lights. There we go. Fantastic. So we're doing some traditional things. Do you have a what in the world? Um, I don't, but I might, Mr. Copeland, if you go first. (laughs) If you go first, I might have one after. So. It's interesting when you're walking around. So there's times where I go on like I'll go on a walk. I'm I'm in, you know, I'm at work and I walk around Mm -hmm. and you see people interact with the world in a very strange way. Okay. Right. And so anywhere you go, whether it's the mall, anywhere there's shopping, there's going to be crowds of people. Right. Right. And so I watched this lady. She's walking out of a store and I just happen to be walking and I just see her walking. She walks out of a store and people are walking really slow. And I see her like like gesture, like oh, like as if like they're walking too slow and mm-hmm. she's trying to go. And oh, she's, she's like, annoyed. She's super annoyed. And mm-hmm. so she's gesturing. She's got her hands up. She's making these faces. And then like she steps to the side and then someone like cuts her off. Mm-hmm. And like she like looks at them, but she's not making a sound. Right. It's just like this like meme of like, what do they call Frustration. Them? What, are, what are those guys outside who act like they're against the wall? Oh, uh, pantomime? Pantomine or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. She's literally pantomiming everything that's happening to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thoroughly entertained because I'm like, what in the world is going on in this lady's head? Just like, be calm. You're in the holidays. Take it right. easy. 
obviously she could have be like on her way to somewhere, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that was the case. Right. She literally was like, oh, oh, and not making a sound because I didn't hear her like yeah. yell anything. And then like she walked away and then she sped walk like after someone cut her off. And I was just like, she probably tripped and fell after that. Yeah. I, I feel like, like God teaches you a lesson when you do. I shit was like just that. like, she just made herself in this last 15 to 20 seconds of her life, she made herself miserable. So angry. So angry. And it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Right. I find myself when I see things like that, I get really annoyed because I go, why do you care so much? <laughs> like, I just, you need something bigger to care about that would take your mind off of this. And I, I find myself like, if it's a friend or someone, you know, that I love or care about and they're expressing like, dumb energy towards dumb stuff like that i find myself just saying why do you care so much yeah yeah and you know the crazy thing is i don't care that your package didn't get there on time (laughs) i don't care that you know i sat in four hours of traffic the other day why because it's the holiday season and everybody is also trying to hook up with their friends trying to leave town so why would i be upset about that I, i wasn't the funnest but also i'm like okay what program have I paid for? Course have I paid for that I need to listen to, you know, while I'm in the car? And that's exactly what I did. I did a course for two hours, sat there, yep. and that was that. Well, this situation was a prime example that like we all are living individual lives and making meaning of different things. So right. if I scan the folks that were walking in that crowd of individuals, there were people laughing, there were people like holding hands, there were people all in the same crowd. Mm-hmm. Right. And this particular person was miserable for the last 20 seconds, dodging people, making faces because people were walking too slow. And I get it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm a pretty fast walker. So when people are walking slow, I can't wait to get right. around them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm making all these faces the and pocket. these gestures. And I'm just like, okay, move yeah. and navigate through. I mean, so I walk like that, that. I drive like that. Find the pocket. I was just, I was kind of tickled by that. And then I saw a guy that had the perfect sweatshirt. I sent you a picture of it. It said, uh, it said main character energy. And I right. was like, yeah. Explain that's what, what that means, though. So, so we have this thing in the Copeland household where each one of us believes that we are the main character of the story mm-hmm. and that everyone else is basically Extras. A, a extra or supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like myself as a main character, when I leave <laughs> the room, everyone kind of goes sleep. Like, go, and like the their other systems, actors go dark. <laughs> the doctor, yeah. So they go dark. So right now, since we're recording this, our children are just like in a hibernated state of just like sleeping in another room <laughs> in another until room. we call them until back I to walk, the cast. Until I, either I walk out or I call their names Jesus. and they're activated. Uh, and that's that's just how the I world I hope you guys rolls. got a good visual on that because every time <laughs> we tell that story, I feel like they're like, like they're just going to sleep until they are summoned again and yeah. they are needed as actors. And they to don't have any, they don't have any memory of all any of this stuff. So like, you don't have the memory of like when you go to sleep when I leave the room. Uh-huh. But um, it's okay because I'm not the main character. <laughs> so, anyways, Eddie sees this guy in the mall, and it says main character vibes was main character. Main, main character, character energy. energy. And I I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> need that sweatshirt. <laughs> and so I, I sent a picture. I was like, man carried energy all day long. I, I've never really taken a picture of a random stranger before, but I did. Th- because You actually took a video, which made video. it a little more creepy because someone like, saw you videoing the back of that guy. Yeah. So you probably look like you thought he was hot and you were like, oh, I want to definitely film him from the back. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. But maybe so. I don't know. I, I, I did have a strange feeling about it. I was like. 
is this wrong? Right. I was like, ah. So okay. I don't have a what in the world, but a couple of weeks ago in a podcast, Jordan and I explained that we were on our Friday date mm-hmm. and we were in an elevator. And when we were leaving the elevator, there was a guy in there and I said, have a good day. And the guy goes, okay. Yeah, sure. No problem. And we thought it was hilarious because he just took it as a suggestion and, you know, he didn't have to reciprocate the compliment, but he just said, okay, like, you know, he doesn't have to say thank you. And I just thought it was so funny. So the other day, someone uh, in Target, when we were leaving, they said, Merry Christmas, have a great Christmas. And I thought about saying, okay. But I thought that would be really rude. Yeah. Is it worse? It's not bad if you say, I sure will. Right. Right. Well, I mean. I think I've heard people say that. Have a good Christmas. I sure sure will. will. I don't know that I say sure in things like that. I sure do. Yeah. I sure will. I sure will. I think you say stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't have a what in the world this week. My week was pretty chill. I mean, I had some disappointments, but they're not things that cry about. Mm. But I think that's the theme of what your what in the world was. Like, how do you interact through life? And like, what are your reactions? Yeah. Like in her main character role, if someone was filming her life, she definitely took her audience on this emotional journey for the last 20 seconds when it just happened to be walking. Like it was it like. There's nothing more objective than just walking with a crowd. Well, that's a good lesson because I do think that like one of the questions in my journal, if you don't own a guide to thrive, the 90 day journal, you can go to Amazon and uh, order one. That's a great Christmas present. That's a great way for you to kick off your new year. So there's a little plug for that. Just search Janelle Copeland and it's a guide to thrive journal. But one of the questions that it asks you every day is basically like, well, one specific question. It says, if you were the main character of a TV show, Mm -hmm. what would the audience say about your performance today? Mm. Are they cheering for you? Are they complaining that you're a bitch? Are they saying like, are they rooting for you to be replaced? (laughs) Right. Because that's a good way to live your life. Like that lady must not know that she's the main character. Because if she took that as like, oh, my God, people are watching me and like, am I providing entertainment? Am I providing joy? Am I role modeling good behavior? Am I? It's like a really good way to live your life to know. And it's not caring what other people think, but it's just knowing that you play a part in this earth with 7.4 billion other people that you're impacting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. What's your main character energy vibe? I want to know. Yeah. My other one world is when am I, in the hell am I going to get my car? Like I ordered this oh thing. Oh, we're still on this. Please, Lord. I've been Tesla asking, is playing with Eddie's emotions, you guys. My emo- I, I told you the other day, I said, this is taking too much of my mental faculties and I need to release it. You so can. I, I, You're I, just I, choosing not to. <laughs> you choose not to. So. You can. You're just choosing not to. Okay, so here's my what in the world. I drove all the way to a store, which was about 35, 40 minutes uh, the other day. Because they said they had something in stock. I got there. They didn't have it. Bam. I, I was a little upset. Did you call? Did I call who? The store. Yeah. I called ahead of time. Spoke with them. They said they had something. Got there. There was a mistake. Didn't have Okay. It's a holiday season. I get it. Bad shit happens. Right. Whatever. 
So I said, so what do we do to fix it? So the lady was really kind, young girl. She said, okay, I'll order it for you online. Perfect. I wish we would have done that before I drove here, but whatever. So she sits there. It's a seamless transaction. Give her my credit card. Tell her exactly what color, exactly what size I want. I get it. Not the next day, but the very next day, I was like, sweet. Thank you. Throw the packages in my closet because that's where I hide all the Christmas presents. That's where they are. I go to open it. And guess what? Everything she ordered was the wrong size. Damn. So I was a little pissed about that, right? So I call and I say, hey, the other day, someone came in. I left out the part that you made me drive out here, whatever. I said, someone ordered everything in the store, but they just ordered all the wrong items. Okay, well, let me see where they're in stock and then you can call. I was like, actually, that's not going to work for me. I'm not going to call all these places. And she luckily found one store that had everything I wanted in the size that I wanted. So she said, just call the store. I call and it says, Thank you for calling the such and such. Please call back during regular, normal business hours. And that was at 3 p.m. My God. And I go, okay, this isn't working. So I call an hour later, call an hour later. So now I've been calling from 3 to 6 p.m. And so I call the back the other store. I say, well, listen, they're not answering. Okay, there's nothing I can do. There is something you can do. Like, how do we work this out, right? <laughs> so that was a little annoying. But I need you to it's stretch also, yourself a little bit. Can it's you help the me? holiday season, right. right? So she said, so what can I do to help you? And I said, what can you do to help me? That That's something, What I don't know your systems, you know. I was really kind to her. She found a workaround. There you go. That's it. So I guess I'm just saying, like, that was annoying, but I don't care that much about it. And yeah. I just want to make sure that... As you're moving about, you know, getting into the new year, working through the holiday season, like just be nice. Like just know that bad things are going to happen. Your packages are not going to make it. No one's trying to ruin your life. And if you're the main character, you got to check yourself. I want to be the main character that people watch and go, damn, I wish I was that calm. There you go. You know, (laughs) so there you have it. One last thing. How long do you leave your Christmas decorations up? Because we met someone recently and... She said, my Christmas decorations go up the day after Thanksgiving and on Christmas Day, I take them down. And I was like, on Christmas Day? And her kid literally said, yeah, we have Christmas morning, we open presents, and then when everyone gets in the shower, she takes everything down (laughs) in the house. Done and done. And I thought it was really funny. And I was like, like, wait, you don't even like get through Christmas? She's no, Christmas is over after like 10 a.m. <laughs> and so I just want to know, I want you to DM me on Instagram and let me know, like, when is Christmas over for you? For me, I want to get through the New Year's, still feel like it's a holiday. Yeah. So my ornaments and Christmas decorations come down the second or third of January. I want to know hilarious. what is everyone's deadline? I mean, that's a hard stop. I mean, you think about Christmas, it's a pretty big buildup, <laughs> right? And so then you like, like you're there that whole day. You want to like kind of I want live to in the like moment. Christmas, yeah, feel yeah. like Christmas. And even the day after Christmas still feels very Christmassy, yeah, Christmassy right? Yeah, you still but that's that a hard paper. stop. It's like, yeah. okay, right after Christmas, this shit is over. Yeah, she's okay? like, it's all in the rafters What you're by talking noon. about. I don't care if any packages are coming in late. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. That's a hard I'm stop. I'm still wrapping presents yeah. for people that are coming on like, you know, hey, I'll see them January 1st. Like yeah. I still got Christmas wrap and stuff like available. I think most people kind of end things right after New Year's. Like yeah. New Year's Day, you start to take things down 
And then like you kind of maybe enjoy the New Year's Day. But then after that. Yeah, I just thought it was so out. funny. And I was like, OK, you got a system. It works for you. Good for you. But I, I want to know when everybody else's cutoff is. Yeah, I was. I think I asked this question to a group of people and someone said, oh, we had a tree up one time till March. And I was like, that is a fire yeah. hazard. That's also like, you need a fine. They're like, oh, no, if you take care of the tree. I was like, there's no. The, no, no, that's I bad. don't care what you said. You endangered your entire family with that tree. I think you should one get a spark, ticket. One did you turn the lights on? They're like, oh, no, we didn't turn the lights on. Like, but a oh lot of God. people have a fake tree. Yeah. And so whatever. But here's the thing. If I park in front of a certain you know, neighborhood, I get a parking ticket. You should get a parking ticket for having your tree up too late. Right. That's what I think. I don't know. I'm, that's just what Citations I'm saying. Citations for that. Yeah. So right. getting into today's episode, we are talking about how to prepare yourself to kick off the new year with a bang. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think we mentioned this before. There are some people that have problems with New Year's resolutions, mm -hmm. um, and I get it. But I think the biggest thing is, is New Year's resolutions to me are great. But I think if you got to be serious about them and you got to make sure that you are trying to kind of start the new year fresh. So we have discussed uh, like just seven things that I think you need to do. And then one of them really is about a state of making all those things come to life on a regular basis. That we want to share with you, because I think when you get ready for the new year, I think having a plan of how you're going to approach it, being able to kind of simplify things and maybe write some things down really can help bring some things to life. So we want to help you with that and we want to help give you kind of a recipe to do that. And were you going to say something? I was just going to say, if you're looking for more information on how to plan your new year, then I definitely recommend going back and listening to episode number 15 which was from 2019, but it was it's called Pushing Towards Your Goals in the New Year. That will help you as well. So yeah. anyways, let's dive in. Yeah. And so one of the a quote, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but I think it's, it's super relevant. But the quote says that the issue for most people is not about hitting goals. Mm -hmm. The issue is about not setting them, mm -hmm. right? And human beings, I believe, are designed to create goals to go after and are designed for achievement. Mm -hmm. and, and until you have like constant achievement in your life, then what you'll find is that you, you will feel unsettled for most of the time. So I think it's important that you stop and create some realistic goals. So I don't think you tried to hit the quote though. What do you mean? You said, I'm going to butcher the quote. What was the quote? I just gave it to you. Well, what was it? The quote was, it's not an issue for people. To, <laughs> it wasn't to a achieve. quote though. Yeah. That was just a statement. No, that's a quote. People don't have an issue. I mean, it was more probably charismatic, but it was like people don't have an issue with that. It's not about not achieving goals. It's about not setting them. That's the biggest issue people have is they don't have a They don't have a clear goal. Oh, yeah. So you don't have people. Idea, most people don't go, oh, my God, I went this whole year and I didn't achieve any of my goals mm -hmm. like, that you, you rarely ever hear anyone say that. Mm, okay. I mean, if they're real goals, like people don't say, no. like, you don't have to, I had 15 goals this year, very specific. I was on top of them all year. And then I didn't hit any of them. When is the last time you ever heard someone say that? So you're saying most people, it's not that they don't hit goals because they're losers. It's that they don't hit goals because they're not specific about them. And they don't set them. Like they don't have goals. They have things that they would like to happen. Mm hmm but they don't actually set them as a very specific goal. Yeah. So do you have aspirational goals or do you have like, these are hard goals that I'm trying to achieve this year. So for example, one of our goals is like taxes. We're redoing the way that we do taxes because when you are a business owner, 
obviously, you have to figure out, like, how am I paying myself if I'm self-employed? Am I taking the profit that's left over in the business? Am I earning an income? So this year, we're focused on being very strategic with where the money is going to go, how much is coming into our household, because we want to reinvest this year. We want to purchase an investment property. Right. So that's one of our specific goals. So for me, by June, we should own a property, which means from January to June, that's when we should be looking, hopefully closing around that time. I'm not going to just let December roll around and be like, oh, I guess we never did it. So dang, I didn't hit my goal. Right. If I'm specific about it and planning ahead of time, then it's a goal. Well, yeah. And I think the big thing too is like, as Janelle's saying that, like you got to think about what's the strategy. So the strategy she kind of outlined, and I think you all have to think about this is like strategies and within strategies, there's a cluster of goals or mm-hmm. short-term goals. So that maybe it's like, hey, we'll meet on the finances of how the business is doing on a weekly basis mm-hmm. to measure and manage whether or not what decisions we need to make when it comes to strategies of the business, right? right. We or, would meet with the accountant every three months to right. say like, this is what the revenue Here's was. Where we're like, at. What, what are you recommending? Like, what do we do now, right? And then those things there, I think people underestimate. I think they underestimate that those are powerful goals because they don't think that there's like a lagging achievement. So for example, people will say, my goal is to lose 20 pounds, Mm -hmm. but they don't make it a goal to go to the gym four times a week. Right. Right. Like the actual steps and the actions that you have to take are goals within themselves Mm -hmm. that you have to achieve. Otherwise, you're not stacking enough short-term goals to actually hit the long-term goal. Right. Right. So I think a lot of people say like, well, this year I want to get in shape. Mm-hmm. And that's great and everything, but I'm like saying, well, you need to decide, like, what kind of lifestyle are you going to be living? Are you saying like, hey, I'm going to make it a priority to go to the gym a minimum of four times a week? If so, look at your schedule and see what days make better sense. So right. that way you can plan those four days and they're not a mystery because then before you know it, you're like, oh, it's Saturday. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I intended to go to the gym this week, but it didn't work out. Right. Well, the only reason it didn't work out is because you didn't make it a priority, right? You didn't plan it. You weren't strategic about making sure that it was in your calendar, making sure that you had scheduled everything else around it so you'll never hit that goal. Yeah, it's like thinking about like this, the dream is not the goal. The goal is the steps. The goal is the discipline. The discipline, the the steps. So if I have an Apple Watch and I say, hey, my goal is to close my rings every day. Mm-hmm. I have control over that, right? Because I have don't control. Know what close your rings means. Well, so that means that it's monitoring your activity. So there's a set amount of calories that mm-hmm. you need to achieve every single day to actually close the ring around your Apple Watch. Uh-huh. And so if I set that as a goal, I'm saying, hey, six or seven days a week, I want to close this and I got to do everything possible to do that. Then it's part of the mechanics of creating that goal because now I'm I have something that I can track easily that gives me a quantifiable goal of saying, hey, when I close this, this means something. I've burned a certain amount of calories, which is also going to mean, hey, how did I eat? And so I have all these little goals around my eating, around how often I go to the gym. And the last long-term goal will be the weight loss. But the weight loss doesn't happen 
without those other things. Well, you just said, you said every day I try to make it a priority to walk, right? right? So even if you're at work, what do you do on your break? You walk through the mall, you walk outside, you walk somewhere, right? Right, right. That means if walking and closing your rings on your watch are important, you're going to park further. You're not going to complain about having to walk to the grocery store to right. walk to get coffee, right? And so all of those disciplines are really a part of the goal setting, which is what we're kind of talking about today. So just really be clear on that when you establish your goals. Like it's really going to come down to the planning, not the actual arrival of the destination or getting yeah. to the goal. I think the big thing too that I would like us to kind of get to is when we think about what goals are important, I think you have to get to a certain level of clarity of of understanding how the last year kind of went for you. Like, mm-hmm. what's your story for this past year? And can you be accurate around it? And the reason why I say be accurate around it is because people will take this last two months as the representation of the entire year because as human beings, we're, we're far more likely to look at the most current. recent mm-hmm. and most current as a representation of how things are going and you lose sight of what did you do in January last year, April, right? Mm-hmm. May. And, and maybe there were some beautiful, amazing moments, but because the last two months have been tough, that's kind of how you characterize the entire year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You end off the year thinking that the whole year was the way that you're right. ending it. And so you're not very accurate mm-hmm. with uh, how that actually is, is going. So you know, the ability to reflect is super important. Okay. So we're going through seven steps. Seven. Okay. Step number one is to recharge, which is what we're telling you. We're in the season of recharging right now. Just kind of going through the motions of like, we don't have a whole lot of places to be. We're kind of resetting, recharging, and just being present. Step number two is to reflect, which is what you're saying right now. Reflect accurately on the past year. One of the ways that I do that is I take photos of everything. I take photos if my nephew or niece come over to visit. I take photos of a great meal that I had, whether it was out or something I made. I take pictures of me putting up my own Christmas lights outside. I take pictures of everything. So for me, what I do at the end of every single month is I have a journal And I write down, I go back, look at those photos, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot I made a breakfast casserole on Thanksgiving. That was so good, you know? Oh, my God, I forgot that they came over for dinner. I forgot my neighbors put a bottle of wine on my front doorstep for, you know, the first day of spring, like things like that. It brings me great joy to be reminded of all of those things that I'm not thinking about in December. Well, and, and I think these two things, the recharge and reflect are kind of companions, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you think about recharge, it may not mean for you that you, you know, you're watching TV or whatever mm-hmm. the case. Recharge for you may be, hey, I, you know. I'm saying no to orders in my business right, for the last be, five days of the of the year. Right, know? right. Or it may be some type of vacation, something that you're just going to say, I'm going to leave this and I'm not going to touch it. Maybe mm-hmm. you're, you've got a project you're working on yeah. that you do kind of have some freedom to let go. But I think it's recharging is about like what are the activities or things that you do that kind of refresh your mind so that when you are reflecting, you can reflect in the most objective way possible. Because if you don't recharge, what ends up happening is that the emotions, the fatigue, all those things are still very prevalent when you're looking back. And now that emotion is kind of tainting your reflection. And so I think it's important that you recharge. You get to a place where you say, okay, I need to relax, whether it's going to massage, go to the spa, go on more walks, things that are going to help you just kind of restore yourself. I think is so important as you go into this place of reflecting. 
And if you need help with that, I definitely recommend you go back and listen to episode number 115, where Dr. Sandra Dalton talks about the seven different types of rest. That could be sensory rest. That could be physical rest. Maybe you wake up at 4 a.m. every day, and just for the last four days of the year, you need to sleep in. Mm. That's a good way to recharge. Maybe it's mental rest or emotional rest or spiritual rest. What kind of rest might you need to recharge? Yeah, and so now when you think about you've recharged, you've reflected, and now you kind of want to look at, okay, what are some of the the routines and the things that have come up that either have impacted you in a negative way or in a positive way. So what are you rehearsing? And so the next thing is looking at rehearsal. Our kids been in in the theater arts for a long time. And a lot of their performance is dictated on how well they rehearse, Mm -hmm. how well that they practice, practice, practice. And so the question is that you kind of want to ask yourself, but also kind of start to paint a path for the new year is, is what did I rehearse in 2000 and whatever year you're listening to this? And then what do I need to rehearse and practice on a regular basis into the new year? Well, you could have been in rehearsal of eating really bad through the whole year. You could have been in rehearsal of, you know, procrastination or not being focused or over consuming or spending too much or whatever. So the rehearsal that you've been in for the whole entire year might not set you up for the same type of rehearsal or results that you're looking to accomplish in the new year. Yeah. So whatever it is that you're choosing, referring to your habits as a form of rehearsal, because you're showing up every day for those, right? right? So maybe you need better habits to rehearse. Like Eddie said, is it, hey, I know that I want to get better at fitness, so I'm going to rehearse better practices around moving my body every day. I'm going to rehearse better scheduling around what my family and I are going to eat every day. I'm rehearsing spending more family time, being off at a certain time, saying no to social media, whatever it is, what habits do you need to implement going into the new year to get the goals you want? And that's what we're asking you to be in rehearsal of. Yeah. And I want you to think about this too. So when you think about, I think about our kids and how they get ready for a performance in rehearsal. So they, they're they running through a particular scene, a particular conversation, a form of emotion, whatever it is, they do a complete run through of it, right? Mm-hmm. So that they can do it in, in the real setting. And when I th- when you think about rehearsal, I want you to think about it from this standpoint. You may be in a place where you're constantly rehearsing frustration, anger, depression, things that really take you down and you run through that emotion, you replay that situation that causes so much pain over and over and mm-hmm. over and again. And you're expecting that in the real world, you show up prepared, you show up calm, collective that you're not walking through the crowds of individuals losing your mind. So when we say rehearsal, this is a very broad concept, but the concept is, is what did you rehearse in this year that you probably need to rehearse something different? Maybe you need to rehearse a better sense of gratitude. Maybe you need to rehearse a better way of approaching conversations, connecting with people and how you embrace relationships differently in this new year. But that rehearsal happens in your mind. And there's a quote that says that, Everything is created twice. You create it in your mind first, and then you create it in a reality. So oftentimes we're creating something that we do not want, mm-hmm. but we constantly are putting ourselves to a rehearsal every single day that we need to stop and change that rehearsal. Yeah, I love it. So after you've moved through steps one through three, you're going to move on to step four, and that is resolve. Yeah. 
So resolve, I think when you think about that, it's when you enter the new year, something needs to be like come to terms. Mm-hmm. Like I need to resolve this, this thing, this relationship, whether it be there's a problem that's out there that you haven't fixed, mm-hmm. that you haven't come to terms with, that you haven't faced yet. Maybe there's a fear. Maybe there's uh, something in your life that you say, hey, if I go into this new year without this being resolved, it will linger. It will damage the new year and all its possibilities. So you got to resolve those things. I feel like it's baggage. Like Mm. what things do I need to leave in this year so I'm not carrying baggage that doesn't serve me into the new year? Right. right. So I'm resolving whatever those bags are because I just I wish TSA would lose those. You know, so those are the things that I would think would come to mind. What things are issues that are weighing me down and how can I leave those bags? Yeah, but maybe there's a conversation that was unsaid. Maybe Mm -hmm. there was an opportunity that you didn't you didn't move on and you need to resolve that with yourself. And you got to like come to terms and say, hey, I'm going to actually go after this thing. Mm -hmm. So that's important. Again, that could be bad taxes, bad accounting in your business, bad spending habits, right? Uh, We need to resolve these issues. So we're not bringing this into the new year. 100%. And then the next one is restore or slash or reclaim. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like, Sometimes things that are in bad shape right now, they don't need to be thrown out. They mm-hmm. don't need to be cast away. What they need to be is restored. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, you know, there's something, yeah, there's something fundamentally good about it that getting rid of it would be a waste. And all you need to do is say, I need to restore what this is. And it's like you said, a relationship. Maybe it's a relationship that I need to just go back to and say, okay, I need to put more energy into this because if I restore this, this is a good thing and it will it will be better than it has ever been. Yeah. I just think of restoration hardware, which is home improvements, which you might need to focus on your home. Last year, it was all about restore for us. Yeah. Right. And it was about, you know, it's such a great a analogy to think of like when we were restoring our home, we finally after 15 years said, we've got to like tear this sucker down We pulled down all the drywall, all the panels inside, took everything down to the studs in order to rebuild it. Yeah. and and So it's a good analogy for like how you could be approaching your life getting into the new year. What things do you need to rip down, take down to the studs and just really get to the core of things and say, now, how do we rebuild on top of this? We've talked about money so many times in the 125 episodes that we've now recorded And we have many times had to like rip down the walls on how we're spending, how we're looking at money in order to rebuild a new foundation, in order to build and rehearse better practices, in order to stick with a budget, in order to look at money differently. And I feel like you guys as listeners have listened to a lot of that in the past few years. We've been really open about that. So that could be one area for you that you finally just say, you know what, enough is enough this year. What do I need to do? I'm going to buy myself a book on better managing money going into the new year. And I'm going to resolve the issues that I have with money. Yeah. And I love that analogy because we talked about this before on the podcast. And if you missed it, when when you talk about restoring something, the beauty of it is that in order to restore, you like Janelle's point, you do have to break it down mm-hmm. to its bare bones. But what you also get to see is if there was a, a lingering problem that was covered up in the rust or covered up in something that, you know, whether it be like the walls in the, inside the drywall, there was water damage mm-hmm. in certain places, right? The and wires if, need to be redone. Right. And if we didn't tear those things out, the lingering malignant 
problems that were there would have been there. Even right. though we would have put fresh new paint up, mm -hmm. we still would have had things melting away. And so restore is really about getting to the foundation of things and saying, okay, I need to rebuild this thing. Is Maybe it's rebuilding my business, a relationship, your rebuilding body. your body. Right. And, and and so I think that's a, it's a huge one. Well, I feel like taking things down to the studs and you said we could have put paint on it. Right. It reminds me of just all of the makeup and the clothes and mm. the things that women kind Cover of mask yeah. their insecurities. But really, like we all know, like if you're feeling overweight, you're lacking confidence, no makeup, no outfit, no Spanx are going to fix that, right? That's like Taking, restoring yourself. Yeah, so restoring that. like what's on the inside means I need better self-care practices. I need better accountability and a better system for moving my body. Like for me, that's great if you have a six pack, but if I can't bend over and like touch my toes and get up if I fall or, you know, like as I get older, I want mobility. I want to be able to go on vacation with my kids and my grandkids when I'm in my 60s and be able to walk for miles right. and miles and miles. Like I have to work on those things now in order to not have right. to be holding everybody back when I'm older, which would be the equivalent of like, okay, I need good walking shoes. I need Spanx. Like I don't want anybody to take pictures of me because I don't feel my best. I'm the old lady that kind of sits in the back. I, I can't tell you how many women I meet that are even in their 40s that are like, Oh, I don't, I don't like pictures. I'm too big for pictures. I don't photograph well. I don't, and I'm like, you're only ever going to be this age again. Right. Take the damn photo now. And also photos are not just for you. They're for people <laughs> to remember your ass when you die. Right. Yeah. And so don't be selfish with the photos during the holiday season. That's like one extra caveat yeah. tip. <laughs> so I think that one's going to be something we may have to revisit, that the reclaiming mm -hmm. of your self-esteem, the reclaiming and the restoring of something. I think about the guy who did our wood in, um, for our cabinets. Mm -hmm. he, he found reclaimed wood. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was new and, and aged and, and looked great. For someone else, it was trash, right? right. And so there may be a situation where in a relationship that you were in, someone didn't value you, but you need to reclaim yourself, mm. right? And restore yourself so that you can build yourself up to have an amazing year and amazing rest of your life, even though you weren't valued, maybe in a, in a job or a career or whatever it may be. I think that reclaiming of your self-esteem is huge and, and you got to take some time to do that work. Yeah. Because if you got let go of, you know, from a job or a career and that set you back and took away all of your confidence. I'm going to tell you, reclaim that shit. Yeah, get like that shit it's back. just a job. Like the days of you working for a company for 50 years, just move on. There are so many more amazing opportunities that are out there for you to go find. So just reclaim your self-confidence, your self-worth, and just move on. Yeah. Moving on to number six, that is remove. What needs to be taken out of your life that kind of reminds me that I need to give kind of a caveat for restore. Don't restore a toxic ass relationship. <laughs> Just don't. You know, right. there's if there are things that don't serve you, don't go back and be like Eddie and Janelle said to go back and reclaim it and restore. He's my man. He has problems, but he's still mine. No, leave him there. Leave him in 2021 and let's move on. And let's maybe remove that toxic relationship and you not take it into the new year. Yeah. And I think that this is a big one because when you remove habits and you remove different things, you take them out, it allows you to give life to something else. Mm -hmm. Right. And so 
uh, taking away kind of strengthens what you you currently have. And sometimes we carry too many things, right? Mm -hmm. We carry too many stresses. We carry too many things that frustrate us. And we just need to remove those things from our lives so that we can, you know, strengthen and and build ourselves up and, and restore. But I think you have to take things away first. Okay. So. Remove is my favorite on the list because I kind of think back to you like being a minimalist, mm. right? So I always have said for many years, like we got to get rid of this shit to make room for new blessings. Mm-hmm. Always have said that, right? I feel like I do that with my time. I've got to get rid of stuff that I don't like doing so I can make room for new blessings and more joy in the new year that I don't even know that I need. But right. if I'm overextended, overcommitted, overworked and just feeling exhausted going into the new year with that same schedule, then I'm not making room for anything new, amazing to find me. Yeah. And so for me, removal of things that eat at your time, that eat at your emotions, like for you, I hope your car situation gets fixed because I I want you to remove that problem (laughs) from your life. You said yourself, it's eating up too much of my mental capacity. Remove that shit. Don't let it, right? So I hope it gets resolved for you because I don't want (laughs) that energy. I'm going to delete the Tesla app so I don't check anymore. Right. But that's a good point. Like I think that like we spend our whole lives gathering and collecting things, right? Whether it be collecting like physical materialistic things or we collect like these bad relationships mm-hmm. or emotions or or energies from different people. And sometimes you just got to say, okay, I need to just remove myself. I need to remove my yep. attachment to that and get to a place where, you know, I'm not phased. And I think that what I found is that the least like attachment you have to things, the happier you are. Yeah. Because like, I think it's a Buddhist principle that says attachment leads to being upset, being this, mm-hmm. dissatisfied, you know, leads into losing something and then now you have agony and pain. So yeah, um, I just don't want to, I don't want to need things, you know, and like a fun fact, my aunt and uncle moved last year to Italy and they paid like 10 or $14,000 for a container to ship from California with some of their belongings to Italy. Now, just to give you a sidebar, they have family heirlooms and furniture and things that they've obtained for the past 40 years that are really meaningful to them. But Eddie and I want to live a life where we don't actually need anything. Right. So if we were to say like, hey, we're going to move to another country because heaven forbid our house burned down, I would be angry that I missed out on hard drives and memories and things like that. But I don't own purses that I would cry over. I don't care enough about shoes or clothes or things like that. So I guess I'm just asking you to challenge yourself. If you think of, you know, these New Year's resolutions and you're wanting to obtain things, maybe kind of remove some of that stuff, like some of the expectations or some of the desires that you have for things that one day you should be removing from your life. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Just things. You don't need things. Things don't make you happy. Right. And so the last kind of six things we talked about are all real. They're all actions, right? They're all, you know, said they're all verbs and you've got to do something and it requires you to, to mobilize yourself. This last one is more about the state of being throughout this next year or throughout the next couple of days as you prepare. But even through the rest of the year is, is the word resolute. And in the, how will you stay disciplined to the changes and the improvements? And the reason why we, we talked about resolute is because the word resolution, it means 
to, to be purposeful, to be purposeful, to make a firm decision, unwavering, uh, to, to do something that of quality that is determining that requires determination and action and problem solving. And so, how will you remain in this resolute state of saying this change that I made is a permanent change, mm-hmm. and I will go, I will revisit it as I continue to say discipline throughout the rest of the year? Because, like we said, like if you set these goals. Then and you focus on them, the universe will align with you to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that the times that we even for myself, when it's like, oh, I would love for that to happen, but it's not a concrete goal. Mm-hmm. And then I'm expecting to get something out of right. it and I didn't really focus on it and I'm disappointed, then shame on me. Right. Right. So for me, number seven, resolute, it means something that, you know, you're committed to. But then I think the next step is rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. So you, if you rinse and repeat all of these steps, so going back to yeah. like recharge, I got to recharge. You should be recharging once a quarter, if not, you know, once a week, but just kind of sitting back saying, what are the goals that I'm focusing on and where's my energy going? You know, do I need to have some sort of recovery right now just to kind of gather what's going on around me, get my bearings together, right? Yeah. And Number think- two- Reflect. I need to reflect from time to time throughout the year, not just during the new year. Rehearse is a big one. Looking at your habits, looking at the things you say that you're committed to. Are you being unwavering? Because remember, number seven was resolute, which is I am determined to make this happen. So I think if you don't go back and rinse and repeat all of these steps, right? Resolve. What things do I need to resolve? Hey, it's March 2022. Let me look at all of the things I committed to this thing right here, I need to resolve. I need to restore and reclaim the fact that I said that this was going to be something important, which means I need to remove some of these things that Mm -hmm. are distractions so that I can resolute again. And then I rinse and repeat and go back. Okay. I got to recharge three months later. I feel like this is a solid system to help you get through the entire year, not just new year's. A hundred percent. And I think like, when people come to me and they say, oh, I'm burnt out. And I go, well, what do you do to recharge? Right. Because anything and everything that you do consistently, even if it's something you love, you can feel burned out, mm-hmm. right? But the recharging your batteries is so important. And so having a plan for that is huge. But I agree with you. I think it's definitely a, a formula if if followed consistently. Like if you looked at this every you know a week or two, you would actually like accomplish a lot. I just feel like what you just said was important and then we'll close it up. You said anything that you love, if you continuously do it, you're going to need to recharge and like step away from it. People don't get that memo when it comes to starting a business, Mm -hmm. right? You feel like you got to go all in. You're super passionate about it. And then a couple of years later, you're like, I think I'm losing my passion. No, bitch, you're just tired. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Or they think it's a sign. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm burnt out. That oh, means I got to quit. I, I got to do this. something else. <laughs> the other day I walked into the post office and this woman, she was there and I don't know, we start chatting and we said, jokingly said something about, well, we survived, you know, this year, second year pandemic. And she goes, yeah, I just barely made it though. I thought I liked my husband, but I need him to go back to work. And I was like laughing and I said, yeah, do you know anyone that has kind of their relationship has resulted in divorce? And she said, I have two girlfriends who were married for 20 years that got divorced because of the pandemic. It turns out they didn't like their husbands as much as they thought. She says, so we need breaks from each other. Mm. And that's a good thing to kind of tie in. Like you can like things. Right. But you need to rest, recover, be away, like let the heart grow fonder. And and I think that goes for anything that you love. Right. Are you going to 
vacation away from me? Is that, is that what you're saying? I mean, I did want to talk to you about the amount of time we're spending together. <laughs> just kidding. I love you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. What do you no, mean? no, 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 no. All right. Well, I hope that helps yeah. for people to get prepared and to kind of have something. I think for us, it's important that you have some type of strategy instead of you kind of like aimlessly kind of going about trying mm-hmm. to pr- approach the new year. I think getting some concrete ways of saying, how do I create this really cool strategy that uh, I can go back to? And to Janelle's point, rinse and repeat. I think that helped. And well. I think the question is, is like whatever is bothering you in your life, if you were to like hang out with us for, you know, hey, we're inviting you over for dinner and in conversation, some of your struggles and your issues come up. I guess the thing is, is like I'd ask you, well, what's your strategy around that? Right. And if you don't know, like if you're saying like, oh, I'm so stressed out, you know, I'm always so busy. And we asked you, well, what's your strategy around managing through that? If you don't know, then that tells you you need to go back and you need to kind of reset, reevaluate, see what things you can remove. How can you resolve whatever are you need? But you need to be thinking about like, how can I not stay here stuck in this spot for another whole entire ass another year? Right. So I hope this episode was helpful. If you liked it, please take 30 seconds to leave us a review or a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below. Let us know what you're going to take out of this. If you are listening to this on iTunes, please take 30 seconds to leave us a review on iTunes. We'll send you a Christmas card. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, absolutely. A New Year's card. (laughs) But thank you guys so much. And we're looking forward to pushing through in the new year with you. Happy holidays. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through